the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. When you get ahead of him, you can't see. Watch this. The reason why you can't see when you get ahead of him is because he is a light unto your path, a lamp unto your feet. But if you get ahead of the lamp and you get ahead of the light, you'll be walking in darkness. But I'm so glad that he gives revelation while you wait on him. And so David says, while I was waiting on the Lord, the Lord began to give me revelation. Picking up in Psalms 40. Verse 10 and verse 6, rather, he says, sacrifices and offerings you did not desire. He says, my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. David says, as a result of all the blessings that came in my life, I thought, Lord, you have blessed me and you have blessed me. And you, I thought you really just wanted me to keep giving you offerings and sacrifices and, and sweet aromas and all that. But God, you revealed something to me. It wasn't the offerings that you wanted. It was me that you wanted. And David said, I, my ears were open. I could, they were unclogged. I could hear that you wanted me. I could hear that you were calling me. And so I surrendered to you. When David says, my ears were open, this, this is kind of a twofold statement what David is saying here. On the one hand, David is saying, because I waited on you and you gave me revelation. So my revelation was that my ears were open so I could hear, so I could hear what you were saying. The second thing David is saying is, in the same manner, in this particular culture and time, if you were a slave and you decided to stay with your master after you had been set free, you would go to the, the doorpost and they would, they would pierce your ear on the doorpost. David said, look, God, when I realized how good you had been to me, all the blessings you had poured in my life, and I realized through revelation that you wanted my life to be committed to you, God, I surrendered and I said, go ahead, pierce my ear because I'll be your slave for the rest of my life. I'll serve you for the rest of my days. And Kettering, I'm standing here right here before you after 25 years of having my ear pierced. I told the Lord 25 years ago, God, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. I surrender to you because you opened up my ears and caused me to hear what the calling on my life was. Now I know, Lord, what it is you have me to do. So I don't have a problem being a servant to the Lord. I don't have a problem uh, being a slave to God. I'll do what he asked me to do. I've had my ears open. I've had them pierced. I've, I've surrendered and committed myself to the Lord because while I waited, he gave me revelation. 
he clarified for me what it was he would have me to do. And I'm, I'm hoping and I'm talking to you this morning that if you wait on the Lord, he'll give you revelation. He'll help you understand what it is he has for you to do. And all he's really after is you to surrender. He, he, he's not after your money. He's not after your house. He's, not after, he's after you to surrender the rest of your life to him, to the calling that he has on your life. David says, here in verse number seven, he says, then I said, behold, I come. Lord, when I realized that it was me you wanted, I surrendered. I said, Lord, here I come. Here I am. Behold, I come. And he says, in the scroll of the book, it is written of me. What David says, the revelation God gave me was not only that he was calling me to a life of service to him, but watch this. It was already written beforehand that that it was ordained that I would walk in this path. I wish I could talk to somebody this morning and help you understand that God has already ordained your path. He's already written it in the book what it is he wants you to do what it is and how it is he wants you to serve him he's written it in the book it's it's written in his blood what he wants of you and I too had to come to the realization that God had already he gave me revelation that he had already written it in the book he had scripted what I would do for him it was already written and then I want to help you with this one The reason why that's important is because when it is written, it shall be done. Watch this. When I I go against what's written, it's like trying to swim against the current. When I go against what's written, I'm always going to feel out of place. I'm talking to you. Even though, watch this, even though it might not be what I want to do, When it's written, he's given you power to do it. I'm talking to you this morning. I know, I know, I know. You, Pastor, that ain't that ain't me. That ain't my gift. That ain't what I want. No, no, it ain't about what you want. Because he didn't save you for you, he saved you for himself. Hallelujah. And regardless of what you feel like doing, he'll do it through you. All you need to do is surrender to the revelation that he gives when you patiently wait on him. David said, I waited patiently on him. He gave me revelation. I found out it was written in the book of me. Um, he says, I delight to do your will. Lord, when I, when I came to the revelation that this is, this is my ordained destiny, Lord, I was excited about doing it. I delighted in doing your will, and I do it with joy and, and gladness. He goes on uh, to say here, uh, and, and, and your law is written within my heart. He says, the revelation I received while I waited caused me to serve you with delight. And, and I, I came to the place where your word was so in me that I couldn't help myself. I mean, God, you had blessed me so and you had ordained it so and you had prepared it so that the word was so in me, your, your, your law was so in me that I, that I had to, I can't help it. So I, I had to declare it. I had to preach the gospel. I couldn't help but preach the gospel. Paul said it like this, woe is me if I wouldn't preach the gospel. I, God had been so good to me that I can't help but tell somebody. I can't help but tell folks where I came from and where I'm going. And I know you might get tired of hearing my testimony but I'm going to keep telling it until the Jesus comes back for me because he's been too good to me. 
David says, I, I told it, I, I, didn't, I didn't hold back. I, I, I told it, he says, it was in my heart. He says, I, I, had to, I had to let it out. It was like fire shut up in my bones. When God puts something in you, you can't hold that back. When he's ordained it to be so, you can't hold it back. David says, I, I just delighted in serving you, Lord. Your law was within my heart. He says, it was just good. It was just wonderful. He said, I, I proclaim the good news of righteousness in the great assemblies. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord. You yourself know I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I, I have not declared your faithfulness. Oh, have, I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth. David says, I kept on telling it. I just keep 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 telling it. And when I read this passage, I could not help but see myself. I couldn't help but see the Lord when he had put it in me. I couldn't help it. I could not help it. When, when I didn't even know what I was supposed to be doing, I was doing it. When, when I didn't know what ordination, license, calling, and all that was, God had already had it in me, and I was doing it. God had already fixed it. And then when I came to the revelation, I tell you, revelation will give you emp- empowerment. When I came to the revelation, this is it. Then all my energy could be focused on one thing. And from now on, I just keep telling the story. I keep telling. I don't care how old the story is. I don't care how many times I've told it. I don't care how many years I've told it. Guess what? It's in me. I can't help it. I'm going to keep preaching this gospel. This is good news. Amen. The, the, the people need to hear the good news. They, they need to hear it. And watch this. If God has saved you, if God has been good to you, if you got this much word in you, it ought to be coming out of you. You ought to not be able to help yourself by telling somebody what God has done for you. Even if you don't know all the scriptures, you ought to tell them it's in the Bible somewhere. I can tell you it's in there. God changed my life. Oh, yeah. When you receive the revelation of God, when the scripture is open to you, when the will of God is open to you, and you realize that you won't be able to help yourself, you ought to tell it. David lastly says, he shares not only my reward when I waited and my revelation while I waited, but lastly, he shares my requests while I'm waiting. Just because... David had been blessed and uh, with the rewards from, from waiting on the Lord. And just because he had received revelation from the Lord doesn't mean that all the trouble was over. Can I talk honestly with you this morning? Just because Pastor Sterling has uh, been rewarded by God, just because Pastor Sterling has received revelation from God, just, just because I've come to the realities of what God has for me and I realize it's in the book about me, uh, guess what? My, my trouble didn't stop there. I, I need y'all to understand that because I know sometimes people look at pastors and they say, oh my God, he, you know, everything is wonderful in their life. They don't have no trouble. That's a lie. Can I undress this morning and just let y'all know? Pastor got troubles too. Okay? Troubles come my way too. I live in the same world you do. There's sin in this world and it comes. There's temptation in the world and it comes. There's temptation. There's there's trials. There's tribulation. There's trouble. And guess what? Pastor is not immune to any of that. Y'all hear what I'm saying? 
So, 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 so what, I'm, what I'm trying to help you here and maybe help myself is to tell you, pray for pastor. Amen. Don't, don't, don't think that pastor's perfect and he don't have no trouble. Somehow I walk on air. No, you hear them heels clicking? That's me. I'm walking on the same ground you walking on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got my halo in glory, but I ain't got it down here yet. I'm still working on, on, on finishing my course so that I can inherit the crown that has been set aside for me. So you need to pray for me while I'm down here because I've got troubles too. I've got trials too. I've got temptations too. I've got stuff I'm working on too. God is still working and working me and David says I'm not finished I've got to request God because God even though you bless me and I thank you for blessing me God even though you've given me revelation and I thank you for revelation God I've got some trouble on every side it's right here in the text David says picking up there at verse number 11 he says look uh, do not withhold your tender mercies from me O Lord let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me now David didn't have no more trouble he would have never have asked God to preserve him. But listen to what else he says. He says, for innumerable evils have surrounded me. Oh, my. <laughs> and my iniquities have overtaken me. David has some sin issues, too. So that I am not able to look up. He says, I'm, 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 the sin in my life causes me shame. I can't even look up at you, God. They are more than the hairs on my head. Gives you an idea that David had a whole lot of trials. He had a whole lot of trouble. He had a whole lot of sin issues. And, and, and you and I can understand this, uh, I think, more uh, importantly, that even though you got saved, even though you're born again, even though you've been blessed by God, and even though you've received revelation from God, guess what? We still got troubles, don't we? Amen. We still got trials, don't we? We still have temptation all around us, don't we? Evil is present on every hand. Uh, Paul said it like that. Even when I will to do good, evil just shows up and is present all the time. I still got troubles, y'all. I still got tribulations, y'all. I'm still working to get my crown. But watch this. But David says, look, even though I'm going through all this, he says, Lord, I want you to do something for me. I, want, I, I still need your tender mercies. I, I still need your loving kindness. I still need you to step in and, and be on my side. God, I need your help sometimes. I'm, I'm going through sometimes. And Lord, as I go through, because of my trials, he says, my heart sometimes wants to faint, God. Because as I'm crabbling on this Christian journey, it ain't always a, a good day. Some days are kind of bad, y'all. And sometimes uh, my heart faints inside of me and makes me want to give up. But thanks be to God, I remember I need to wait patiently on the Lord. I wish I had somebody that understood being at the edge of fainting, being at the edge of giving up, being at the point where you're ready to throw in the towel but God said just keep waiting wait patiently on me I'm going to come through it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming on your behalf David says look God my heart almost faints within me and I'll tell y'all honestly sincerely there are times in my life there's times in the ministry there's times as pastor even of Kettering Baptist Church where I get so laden down with the burdens of this life and the troubles of people and the troubles of the world that, that my heart wants to faint and I just have to sit aside and go aside and I cry sometimes. I let it out to the Lord sometimes because I can't hold it inside of me and I've got to give it over to the Lord. Sometimes I'm carrying your pain. Sometimes I'm carrying yours or maybe yours over here or maybe it's my own but I got to let it go to God because it, it burdens me down so that I got to release it somewhere and I cry out to God and I release it to God 
Because I don't believe it's my purpose to be carrying all that weight all the time. Got to have a place to let it go. So I take it to the Lord and I, I let it go. I cry out to him. And sometimes my heart is just so heavy as I deal with ministry life. As I deal with just the balance of family life. My heart sometimes just gets heavy. And people may say, Pastor, you all right? And I'm, I'm all right, but I ain't all right. I wish I could explain what I'm trying to say. On the one hand, I'm all right because I know it's going to be all right. But on the other hand, I'm not all right because I feel it. And it's hurt. And I want to cry right there. I just want to break down and crawl in a corner and say, Lord, I quit. I give up. I can't do this no more. But the Spirit of God rises up in me and says, we got this. I got you, Sterling. It's going to be all right. You just keep waiting patiently on the Lord. David said, I just can't. I got to tell you, Lord, I need your help. David says, I need you, God, to fight for me. I need you to protect me. Because everybody around me don't mean me good. And if you read through this, he says, Lord, please deliver me. Oh, Lord, make haste and help me. Let them be ashamed who, who, and brought to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backwards and brought to dishonor who wish me evil. Catherine, I'm not so ignorant in ministry to realize that there are people who mean me evil. And you ought not be too naive in life to believe that everybody means you good either. And especially when you start walking in the power of God. Especially when the power of God starts manifesting itself through what you do. There, everybody's not going to be happy. And a matter of fact, there are groups that will get together and pray for your demise. I've heard it even now. I've heard that there are groups that gather together and they gather on a regular basis. They have regular prayer meetings to pray for pastors to fall. To pray for pastors to, to give up, to quit, to throw in the towel. There are regular groups of people, atheists, that don't want the gospel going forward. And they pray that pastors fall, that pastors quit, that pastors fail in ministry. There are people that pray regularly. They, they don't want to see the gospel promoted. There are people that don't want to see you do well either. They're praying for your demise. And David says, God, I realize everybody doesn't mean me well. And so, Lord, whoever it is that desires to take my life, God, back them up. Fight for me. Stand for me, God. Come quickly, God. Because while I'm going through, Lord, I need your help right now. Let them be confounded. Because of their shame, who say to me, aha, every now and then you're going to run into somebody. They're waiting for you to stumble. They're waiting for you to fall. 
They're waiting for you to say something wrong out of your mouth. And you know what they're going to say? Aha, I thought you was a Christian. Aha, I thought you was, I thought you was holy. Aha, I thought you was an usher. Aha, I thought you was a deacon. Aha, I thought you sang on the choir. Aha, I thought you was a minister of the gospel. David says, I know them kind of folks. And he prays that God will step in and help him in those times. He says, let all those who seek you, Lord, rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Even though you might be still waiting on the Lord, keep magnifying the Lord. Keep glorifying the Lord. Even though your deliverance hasn't come through yet, you keep magnifying him. You keep glorifying him. All who love him ought to glorify his name. All who have been through the storm ought to worship him, ought to celebrate him, ought to glorify him. His name ought to be exalted amongst the saints of God, amongst those who've come up out of a horrible pit. You keep on worshiping him. I tell y'all a secret here. If you worship in the middle of your trouble, the devil would be so confused. He don't know whether what he's doing is working or not. He don't understand what's going on. How in the world can you be coming to church shouting, dancing, praising the Lord when I done messed up your family, when I done messed up your job, when I done took your car away, when I done messed your house payments up and here you are in the house of the Lord talking about thank you Lord, 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You just keep glorifying him. Oh! Yes, Lord. When I tell you, God, come quickly, Jesus. I got to quit, y'all. But David said, Lord, if you come quickly, because I'm weak down here I'm feeble down here I'm, I'm lowly God I can't fight these devils by myself Lord come quickly I wish you would hurry up and come and fight for me hurry up God come and deliver me Lord hurry up God I'm tired of this old world tired of paying bills tired of pain in my body tired of being sick tired of going to funerals tired Lord if you come quickly Lord Jesus I'll keep on worshiping you cause I'm gonna wait patiently on the Lord oh my God I love what David says here God I'm just gonna keep on waiting on you Because you are worthy to wait on. You are my help. And I ain't no need need me waiting on or doing anything else when you are my help. And so David says, God, you've, you've rewarded me when I waited. You've given me revelation when I waited. And now when I put my petition, my request before you while I'm waiting, I know you will come through. You will. Bless me. That's the kind of God that we serve. Catherine, I stand up here preaching this gospel. I stand up here approaching uh, 10 years of pastoring, 25 years of ministry, but I attribute the success in waiting on God. 
there. I was telling some of my ministers not long ago. I said, you know what? I've been the pastor here for 10 years, but I'm still waiting to do some things. I'm still waiting on God to do some things. I'm still waiting on God. And there's some things I put before God 10 years ago, and, and they haven't come to pass yet, but I'm still waiting. And I can't rush them. I can't force them, but I've got to wait on him for them to happen. Some things I, I, I put before him for the church. Some things I put before him for my own self, and I'm still waiting on him. There's some things I put before the Lord 25 years ago, and I'm still waiting. But I declare, when you wait on him, he will come through. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.